0: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right. You are listening to conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Email, as always, you can also connect us, uh, well, communicate with us through our website, toddhuffshow.com. There's a contact form. You can do that. You can also email Todd at toddhuffshow.com, facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show for those of you who want to watch the program live and on demand just to see if in fact I do have the face for radio that I've told you about. It's good to be here. Thank you for joining us today. You know, I want to talk a little bit about still Super Tuesday on Thursday. So I guess that would make this the Super Thursday Biden was talking about. We'll talk about that. We've got all sorts of developments, uh, of course, there. Bloomberg out. Basically, everyone's out except for Biden and Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, my cousin Liz, and uh, technically Tulsi Gabbard. Everyone else is basically faded off into the sunset. The establishment has gotten hold of those folks, and we'll talk about that. But I actually want to start today. I want to start today by talking about what happened yesterday, actually on the steps of the Supreme Court with Senator Chuck Schumer, better yet than just Senator Chuck Schumer, Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, as he's, well, (laughs) unleashing some rhetoric, I guess you could say, on two of the Supreme Court justices. One of those actually both of those being Trump appointees, but one of those being Neil Gorsuch, the other being Brett Kavanaugh. And there's a rally outside the steps of the Supreme Court, a pro abortion or pro choice as they will say it, a pro choice rally. And um they're out there because the the court is going to hear a case. Here a case that scared this, – this scares the left to no end. See, the Supreme Court doing what it did with Roe v. Wade, which was a wrong decision, by the way, a wrong decision finding things. It's amazing that the court can find things in the Constitution that's not there, but yet they don't see things in the Constitution that clearly is there, especially as it pertains to things uh, in the First and Second Amendment but elsewhere as well. But they find things that, that that are not there, such as the right, the right to have an abortion. <clears throat> and but they don't find that, I don't know the they don't find that the Constitution gives you. Well, actually, God gives you the right to keep and bear arms, but the Constitution acknowledges that. They don't find that in the Constitution, at least the liberal justices don't. But they find a way to uh, dig up and create this idea for a right to have have an abortion. So that's, of course, what, about 50 years, 47, I think it was, 47 years ago, Roe v. Wade. Now we've got uh, a different court. Now we've got conservative majority on the court. Well, depending upon the day with with Justice John Roberts, who, by the way, has something to say about Schumer's comments from the steps of the Supreme Court. So you've got this law in Louisiana, And this law basically says that in order to perform abortions in the state of Louisiana, as they say it, you have to have the ability – you have to have admitting privileges to a hospital or some medical facility within 30 – I think it's 30 miles of your abortion clinic. Now I want to pause. The, the, so the left is against this. I want to pause here. I want you to think for a moment. I want you to think back to think back to Sandra uh, Sandra Fluke back in the day uh, talking about birth control and the right. Of course, no one's saying you don't have a right to buy birth control. This became whether or not someone you had the right for someone else to pay for your. For your birth control, provided something altogether different. But remember this whole birth control discussion we had several years ago. And it's amazing to me if you don't if you aren't in favor of federally funding, say, birth control, that's an attack on women. That's an attack on a woman's right to choose her own method of birth control. That's how this is framed, right? The Republicans are targeted for this kind of stuff. You're considered some sort of Neanderthal, someone who's living in the world of antiquity. You are someone who has no idea about the modern sophistication of today's world because you don't believe in funding someone's – actually fill in the blank. But they pick birth control because they say this is an example of Republicans that are targeting women, Republicans that are not on the same page. They don't care about women, women's rights to – uh, you know, pr- take care of their own body and all this sort of stuff. I mean, this this line of logic and rationale and reasoning can go into any any area. right? It's one of the reasons I'm a conservative because uh, because just just because I'm in favor of something doesn't mean I think the federal government should provide it. This this, by the way, is a concept that's lost on a huge chunk of the American population. And I think a simple conversation with the average folk, an average individual, this can be explained. But see, it's never allowed to get to that point by the media. It's never allowed to get to that point by the left because they stand on the steps of the Supreme Court and yell this kind of nonsensical gibberish. So the so that's I want you to comp, uh, compare and contrast what we're experiencing with this particular issue. Um, back to the the Sander Fluck situation. Back, I don't know, it's been a while now. And we talked about, uh, the, before this program even, but we talked about birth control and the you know, funding of birth control, who pays for this. And if you don't want to pay for basically unlimited birth control to whoever wants it, you're somehow someone who hates women and doesn't give a hoot about their reproductive health or their reproductive rights and all this sort of stuff. You're considered an enemy to uh, a reproductive justice. That's how this stuff Becomes issues today, and, and the the words don't really mean much of anything. It's just meant as a tool, as a weapon, to make you look like a bad guy. Because for example, take this same argument and apply it to college. What do you mean you don't want you don't want people to learn? You don't want people to get smarter so that they can become doctors and you know they can cure cancer. I mean, Biden's going to need someone on his, <laughs> on his team here when he becomes president to cure cancer. He's promised to do that. Where do you think these folks are going to learn that, Todd? Don't you think that you should pay for this? Isn't this in society's best interest? If you don't pay for this, pay for everyone's college. You're you're anti-education. That's how this works. So I want you to keep that sort of argument, the typical argument, in the back of your mind as you listen to this one. Because the Louisiana law simply says, this abortion law, that in order to perform, conduct abortions in the state of Louisiana, you've got to have admitting privileges to a hospital or medical facility. I don't know if it's just hospitals, but it's got to be someone who can help in the case, in the case of an abortion uh, that that caused problems and complications for a woman. I mean, it seems reasonable, right? This isn't something that you just, uh, that, that someone is just made up out of Thin air, like some of this, you know, this rhetoric and silly talk that we hear coming from the left on other issues, like I just laid out. This is actually something that that makes sense. The state has a uh, an an interest in medical treatment. I mean, there there can be such regulation over something uh, like like uh, abortions in the state of Louisiana. You might. Disagree with it. I'm simply pointing out that it's not um, it's not unreasonable to say if you're going to conduct this uh, procedure on uh, on a woman and her well, on her fetus, technically on, on her unborn child, if you're going to conduct this procedure, you have to be able to provide. Something, some sort of assistance, some sort of treatment in the event that this goes poorly. Now the left says no, 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 no. That is creating an unnecessary obstacle to a woman executing, or I guess you could, I guess you could say, uh, making her right to having her right to choose, right, Uh, being able to make make an executive decision on her her rights right just to say i choose i want to execute a decision here and this is it so because of all these requirements the requirement that says i've got to be close enough to someone that can treat you know treat this uh, this individual this this woman that has pre- that's presented a an obstacle an unnecessary unjustifiable obstacle in the path of the individual seeking an abortion. And so this is being heard by the Supreme Court. Something similar to this was heard a couple of years ago, but the court, the court makeup was different. I think it was a five to three vote back then. This was back in the day um, before Gorsuch was nominated and confirmed. This was back in the time when we were fighting about whether or not the Senate had to nominate Merrick Garland or Excuse me. Have confirmation hearings. Of course, the nomination would come from would have come from Obama. This was back when there were just eight justices on the Supreme Court in those days. After the uh, tragic death of Antonin Scalia, great, tremendous conservative justice on the Supreme Court, truly brilliant individual. But we had eight justices at that time, and so it was it was a five to three vote where the court said, "Hey, um, this is." The Texas – there was another state. It was Texas. This, this sort of thing is unconstitutional. Now, now the case – this case in Louisiana is being held up, actually being taken to the Supreme Court, and the court hears it. So that's the background of what's going on. There's a fight about abortion. There's a fight about a state's right – Uh, state having the ability to set some sort of a regulation on something such as abortion. I'm not normally a guy that's in favor of regulations and so forth and obstacles. Um, But it seems to be something that uh, is a reasonable step, right? I mean it's something that at least can be defended that if the state – has an interest in making sure that medical treatment is provided. Now, I'm not saying please don't misunderstand me. I don't view the issue of abortion as medical treatment, but it is a procedure, a procedure that um, invades a woman's body, much like another procedure at, the, at a hospital. The, the end result is much different, but there's uh, there's a procedure that could cause health, health complications. That's clearly, clearly related. So... Does the state have an interest in this, and if they if they do, which I think that you can certainly make the case that the state does that is this an unreasonable sort of thing to happen so meaning is it unreasonable to say you 've got to have if you 're going to do this you 've got to be able to help someone who may have a complication, and we 've determined that a complication you know based upon um, the possible complications and so forth. We believe the people who wrote the law in the state of Louisiana said that you need to have someone who can take care of this individual within 30 miles because you have to be able to get them adequate treatment. You don't have the ability if there is a complication to take care of this yourself. You're some sort of a clinic that focuses on one procedure, the procedure of abortion this could cause other complications. You need to be able to get someone to to treatment reasonably quickly, so that they can, you know, have a better chance of, uh, you know, the the complications not ballooning into something bigger. That they can be treated, and their uh, recovery rates are higher. Their mortality rates much much lower. Whatever it is, all this all this sort of stuff. That's what the state says. And so this sets the 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 scene of this abortion. Uh, well, they'll say pro-choice, pro-abortion rally on the steps of the state of, of the of the Supreme Court. Excuse me. And Schumer has some things to say about Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. So I wanted to give you the background. I wanted to talk a little bit about the issue. I wanted you to think through really um, just just the way these things are presented. If Trump came out today with an executive order and said, "I'm going to." cut regulations for something else. It's not an abortion, uh, something else that affects women or some other group that they can pull out of the, you know, pull out of this particular reg- uh, Trump's action executive order in this, in this example here. If, if they can say this hurts women, they'll say Trump is trying to do damage to women. Ironically, they don't find how this can cause damage to women uh, by opposing, by opposing this law, But normally that's what the media and the left would do. Another example of Republicans hating women, right, because they don't care about women's health. Here's an example where you could actually say that, but yet they don't because that's not the narrative that they want to run with. Instead, they want to say that the court is trying to put an obstacle between a woman and her right to choose to have an abortion, and that's where this thing stands and that's where the... Uh, particulars um, are as schumer takes to the microphone and criticizes actually maybe much worse some say threaten neil gorsuch and brett kavanaugh from the steps of the supreme court yesterday i'll play that here in just a minute you're listening to the home of conservative not better talk we'll play that soundbite when we return be back here in just a minute So, talking about this situation yesterday that happened, excuse me, on the steps of the Supreme Court. Senate Minority Leader. Senate Minority Leader, right? So keep in mind, we've got a senator, Chuck Schumer here, who is actually the one who is the leader of the minority party in the Senate. Thank goodness it's the minority party. But Chuck Schumer is the leader. Chuck Schumer is a senator. Remember, the Senate. Constantly, especially Senate Democrats, are constantly aghast of the things Trump tw- uh, the, the, the things Trump tweets, the things Trump says. They constantly tell us that we need to stand above the fray. Here, we need to be statesmen, stateswomen, whatever the general gender neutral term is, statespeople. I guess if you can say that. But we've got this typical preaching of the left right do as i say not as i do apparently because when chuck schumer gets his opportunity to take to the microphone he has this to say he has this to say to gorsuch and kavanaugh and this is a message from the senate minority leader chuck schumer supreme court steps yesterday and they're taking away all right I got it plugged into the wrong Deacon. It's the second time I've done that. <laughs> Bear with me here. Let's try this again. Here we go. Chuck Schumer steps of the Supreme Court yesterday. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind. And you will pay the price. Woo! Cheer that up. You won't know what hit you oh, if man. you go forward with these awful decisions.
1: Okay. And they're taking pause. away fundamental pause, rights.
0: Pause pause pause. All right, I get it. So first of all, he says they're taking away fundamental rights. Fundamental rights now apparently uh mean just abortion without any sort of without any sort of uh restrictions, I guess, is what he's arguing here saying the court is taking away fu- fundamental rights it's interesting to me we actually see an erosion of fundamental rights in this country not happening uh, not happening uh, from true conservatives certainly I'm not saying that there's there's no Republicans that aren't in favor of erosion of rights but we see rights being eroded on a daily basis apparently apparently Schumer still does not see that the Unborn child in the womb has a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That, I guess, is beyond him. Which, by the way, that child, unborn child in the womb, can be both male or female. Chuck Schumer should know that. So um, He's he's talking about how this is infringing upon the rights of women, uh, but yet doesn't see how it infringes upon literally the life of unborn women in the womb. But that's, I don't want to get into that right at the moment. I want to talk additionally about the role of the the judiciary. What does he mean? You're not going to know what hits you. you. There's some folks who say that this is a threat, that this is unacceptable. In fact, fact, Chief Justice John Roberts came out, and we'll take a look at that after after the break. But Chief Justice John Roberts came out and, and responded to this. It's incredibly rare for the court to... Actually, come out and say, "Hey, um, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Senate Minority Leader? This is unnecessary threats." And we'll look at what Roberts had to say specifically. But the Judiciary—what, what, what does he mean? Look, I understand he's talking to a bunch of people that just want to hear whatever garbage he can regurgitate here. As he turns around, as he as he's yelling that. By the way, he turns and pointing at the the Supreme Court and this feigning outrage and so forth I got a message for you Gorsuch Kavanaugh right he's up here feigning outrage to get the base riled up we're going to see a lot more of this by the way between now and election time I've decided that the only way well we'll talk about that when we get into the the political scene but the, the only way that they're going to rally the troops no matter who the nominee is here For the Democrats is to is to increase the amount of hatred for Trump because the Bernie Sanders supporters are gonna view Biden as someone who stole this nomination. The Biden supporters are not gonna want to vote for a socialist. So the only the only option they have, the only option they really have strategically is to up the ante. And I I don't this is almost unfathomable what this would look like, but to actually stir up more hatred towards Donald Trump. And this is just a dose. Again, we're still months and months away from this, but this is a dose of what you can expect more of. But I don't know if Schumer doesn't realize this, but Supreme Court justices are not not elected positions. They're appointed. They're appointed and then confirmed by the Senate. We've seen this twice, even in Trump's uh, tenure as president of the United States. The president makes a nomination. The Senate Here's the nomination. In some cases, the Senate tries to threaten, you know, it threatens to try to filibuster. We have to initiate the um, nuclear option to where we override the filibuster in the case of Supreme Court justices. And so um, yeah, this becomes very political. I don't have to go through the whole Kavanaugh thing. The, the the personal attacks and, and what that turned into to where the guy can't even coach his little league uh, his, his little uh, his daughters in little league basketball anymore I mean they don't even they don't have the slightest bit of care about any of that stuff that's all collateral damage anything to uh, get a political advantage they're prepared to do what we watched and witnessed in the Kavanaugh hearing um, that could have been handled uh much much differently they wanted that for political political effect and that's even without addressing the veracity of the claims they could have handled this not on mainstream television this could have been dealt with um if they were really serious about getting to the bottom of it instead of making into into a performance into bad political theater they could have done that but they're not elected. What, is it, what, is it, what does it mean? Watch your back. I mean, there's not even a metaphor here that makes sense. There's nothing that can remove uh, them from the Supreme Court in the sense of an election anyway. What's he talking about? Watch your back. Some people say this is absolutely a threat. The guy probably uh, should be at least censored in the Senate. We'll see if that happens. I mean, I'm not going to hold my breath. But if, if if a Trump tweet is offensive— then surely standing on the Supreme Court's telling two conservative justices in front of a group of rabid abortion lovers that the Supreme Court is uh, – better watch its back or those two, two justices should. Surely that should get the, uh, get the political PC police at least somewhat interested. Of course you won't find this in the mainstream news or they don't really care too much about it, which says an awful lot about their agendas as well. Talk about this when we get back, along with uh, we'll get into the more about Super Tuesday fallout here on Super Thursday, as Biden likes to call it. When we get back from the break, you're listening to the Home of Conservative, not the bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just, just a minute. So again, a little bit of a civics lesson here, here this morning. Not that you need it. Not that you need it. Someone you know at the office, the neighborhood, your kids' little league basketball, whatever league, little league basketball team, whatever the case may be. Those folks, those folks definitely could use some some help. Someone along the way. But the but. Schumer's comments here, and then again, this is uh, hosted by Center for Reproductive Rights. Schumer's uh, argument that Kavanaugh and Gorsuch should watch out, right? You don't know what – you won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. First of all, first of all, three justices already uh, voted, uh, voted to uphold laws a law that's similar to this. So they already exist. They're on the court currently. Number 1. Number 2, um he's targeting Gorsuch and Kavanaugh because of course there's those are politically, especially Kavanaugh. Those are political that's political red meat to the left. Right? Donald Trump they believe is on a singular mission to overturn Roe versus Wade and Gorsuch and Kavanaugh are two instruments whereby he can achieve those ends and so you just throw the name Gorsuch Gorsuch will get a little bit of response from the audience a fair amount of of hatred but you throw Kavanaugh out there Kavanaugh Kavanaugh is up there as far as the amount of hatred is concerned is up there right next to Donald Trump himself Kavanaugh is uh i mean they they've talked about impeaching Kavanaugh future presidents getting him off the court and all this this sort of stuff somehow pulling Kavanaugh get him out of here this guy is terrible in their minds but Schumer's up there telling them you won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions again what is the awful decision the awful decision is to uphold a law so <laughs> It's, an, it's incredible to think about. If you want to be mad at someone, be mad at the people who wrote the law. You know, a justice, a justice truly truly in the, in the correct sense of the word, the, a correct uh, you, know, correctly filling his or her role on the Supreme Court, or for that matter, on any of, the, any of the federal courts. Any court is supposed to not only want to enforce laws he or she likes. It's to interpret the law. And apply it as intended to the best of this justice's understanding and as it complies or you know uh, fits within the confines of the Constitution. The Constitution, pun intended, trumps all. It should trump all. So if a law is written that contradicts the Constitution, that law cannot – at least that particular part cannot be – uh, cannot stand – but if it doesn't violate the Constitution, now your next job isn't to judge the law. Your job is to is to judge the law, um, to see if it you know somehow does it contradict or violate other statutes. It's not just you know hey I don't I don't want to ask women to have to go uh, you know thirty miles or ha- have to have a hospital within thirty miles in case there's a problem during their abortion. If you personally don't like that, that, that doesn't matter. That's the job of the legislature. I'm telling you the amount of people that don't get this today is astonishing. And some of them are sitting on the court. Some of them are sitting on the court. In fact, you've heard some things even even lately. Even lately where um a tr- a true a, a originalist or someone who cares about the the constitution doesn't it's not the job of these justices to worry about anything other than is this is this law constitutional? And are there other uh, are there other statutes, other laws out there that this somehow con- conflicts with? And how do we reconcile that? That's really it. It's not Gorsuch wants the women to have to be within thirty miles of a hospital, or fifty miles, or five hundred miles, or Kavanaugh's opinion on which days of the week an abortion can take place on. It's not even there. There, it's not even in there. Uh, their purview I guess they maybe maybe these some of these justices we know are are pro life they might not believe in abortion at any at any point in time or only under the most extreme circumstances that sort of thing whatever the case may be but that doesn't have anything to do with this law that's not what they're asked to do they're asked to hear have a hearing on this law make a ruling on this law to determine if in fact it is constitutional unconstitutional um of course the previous court's decision plays a role in this because that's not precedent doesn't mean doesn't mean (laughs) it doesn't mean that if the previous court made a erroneous ruling by citing things that really are fantasy world i remember years ago i forget which justice it was it might have been briar it might have been briar it was some liberal justice You've heard me talk about this on here if you've listened to the program for some time. Had no problem citing foreign law in elect, in, in his uh, Supreme Court decisions. Foreign law. What the heck does foreign law have to do with anything? It's a U.S. Constitution. It's U.S. law. There might be state statutes that apply that the court has to look at. But this is not <laughs> what what Italy or France or Britain – or China, or whoever have to say about any of these issues is totally irrelevant. That's why you'll hear me from time to time saying, why not start citing Harry Potter novels? Why not? I mean, if you can cite foreign law, why not? You can say, I woke up this morning and I was just in a mood that thought, I don't like this law. And there's justices, they're typically, well, they're by definition judicial activists. They're okay with this. All Kavanaugh and Gorsuch and the rest of them are supposed to do is look at the law, look at what the state's prerogative is, and ask themselves: Does this law violate the the Constitution in any way? Does it violate statutorily anything else in the state's laws? Is this um, they they don't need to go into what their personal preferences are, and that's what schumer's effectively making this sound like here you won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions that's what he said what do you i mean what does that even mean schumer's since come out and said you know we're talking about uh politically right politically we'll talk about that after the break so i'm going I'm to share what chief justice john robert's response was and Schumer backpedaling here now that he's been called on the carpet about these things. But I'm going to take a time out. You're listening to conservative, not better talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. By the way, this program is brought to you by Citizens Bank. One of our newer advertisers, Citizens Bank's uh, bank has locations in multiple central Indiana counties. And if you're looking to start a new relationship with the bank, maybe you've had enough of your big bank treating you like a number. Maybe you've had enough of them charging you lots of money for who knows, uh, depositing things electronically through your app. Maybe you're tired of them charging you to use the change machine. I've heard stories of this, charging people to use the change machine within their within their lobbies that costs money sometimes even for for customers, at least it has at some point. Maybe you're tired of all this and maybe you're looking for another another bank, another small bank to that you can actually sit down with and have a conversation. Check out the folks at Citizens Bank in central indiana they got multiple locations be sure to tell them that todd sent you so talking here about this whole schumer versus kavanaugh gorsuch these comments from the steps of the supreme court and wanted to read to you chief justice john roberts statement now this this never happens I mean in a lot of in – a, in a large sense, we're in uncharted territory, and next hour, next hour, we'll talk about the state of the Democratic primary. I didn't want to get into that first hour. We've talked about that a lot lately with Super Tuesday, but there's still some important things going on, but so is this, what's happening in the Supreme Court. What's happening outside the Supreme Court, when the minority leader of one of the uh, – well one of the branches at least at least uh, the bicameral uh you know house one of the the houses of of the legislature standing on the steps saying threatening comments to the other <laughs> to the other to to individuals on the court i mean the, the chief justice has no option at this point but to make a response and he does Dated March 4th, yesterday, statement from Chief Justice John G. Roberts Jr. It reads as follows. This morning, Senator Schumer spoke at a rally in front of the Supreme Court while a case was being argued inside. Senator Schumer referred to two members of the court by name and said he wanted to tell them that, quote, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You will not know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Justices know that criticism comes with the territory. This is, this is again Chief Justice John Roberts no longer quoting the madman Chuck Schumer up on the Supreme Court steps. Roberts writes, Justices know that criticism comes with the territory, but threatening statements of this sort from the highest levels of government are not only inappropriate, they are dangerous. All members of the court will continue to do their job without fear or favor from whatever quarter. So that's the response from Chief Justice John Roberts. Then you have um, the, the the Schumer team. The Schumer team actually then responding, and they say, <clears throat> "They say this is Justin Goodman. He's a Schumer spokesperson." He said this, women's health care rights are at stake and Americans from every corner of the country are in anguish, anguish about what the court might, might do to them. He continued by saying Senator Schumer's comments were a reference to the political price Senate Republicans will pay for putting these justices on the court. That's not exactly what he said, though, Justin Goodman. He specifically said, he specifically said, let's read it here. Let's read exactly what he says. I want to tell you Gorsuch, this is this is uh, Schumer. I want to tell you Kavanaugh. I don't hear Senate Republicans. I don't hear Mitch McConnell. I don't hear any. I don't hear Josh Hawley, who, by the way, is going to be introducing uh a or a censure measure of, of Schumer today. He's naming Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind. You will pay the pr- and will pay the price. What price does a Supreme Court justice have to pay? There's no election. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Is this, is this a threat of of the attacks that you levied against Kavanaugh back during his nomination? I mean, what is this? Is this is this a dog whistle? Right? We hear the left talk about dog whistles all the time. Is this is this calling all all the hounds out to harass these guys? Right? Maxine Waters told people not to let these uh, Trump. Republicans eat, and, uh, eat, uh, eat in peace? Is that what we're talking about here? I'm not sure exactly how this is threatening Senate Republicans, but I've got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. You can bet your bottom dollar that Chuck Schumer would be calling for the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump if he stood on the steps of the Supreme Court yesterday and threatened by name Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Stephen Breyer, whoever. You can bet your bottom dollar this would be impeachable suddenly. Now it's it's just political rhetoric. Now it's just... Uh, threatening republicans although they didn't mention excuse me senate republicans they didn't mention that schumer didn't mention that in his comments instead instead he mentioned gorsuch and kavanaugh this used to be out of bounds and some folks are trying to compare this to trump and what he's his battle with sonia sotomayor and elena kagan anyway just as ruth bader ginsburg for that matter but anyway (laughs) didn't get to this level that's for sure Anyway, got to wrap up here for the hour. Thank you so much for listening. SDG. See you in a couple minutes.